Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? It's welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. I've just rushed into school and now I'm off to Japan. Now I'm so very, very excited. I've never been to Japan before. Uh, welcome to my wonderful guest, uh, Scott Allen. Hello, Scott. Hello. How you doing? Hello. What's it like over there in Japan right now? It's a place I know nothing about. Well, right now it's uh, it's Monday afternoon and it's really nice. It's about 24 degrees so, you know, we still have, like, uh, spring weather over here. Yeah, see, I don't know. So you're going into summer? No, we're just coming out of summer. We're going into winter. So, but uh, we've just had some great weather over here, um, you know. And, um, yeah, anyway, I've been here for about 18, 19 years, I guess. Yeah, I was just talking to Scott before we before we um, came on air, everyone. And it's just amazing. Uh, Scott has been teaching English over in Japan for 18 years and his writing output is what I would call prolific. Uh, Scott, let's start with this wonderful book that you've just released, Empower Your Life. I'm just intrigued. Beautiful cover, beautiful artwork and a very, very interesting book. Sure thing. Yeah, I um, I wrote the book, um, I guess, over the past year. I started putting the ideas together and... Um, that's just kind of how I write is I'll put the ideas together initially and then, um, you know, I'll start to put together the chapters and uh, the, the ideas. And uh, it took me about, actually, it took me about a year to write this book, but I wasn't writing just this book. It was just one of those things where I wasn't really sure what ideas I wanted to put into it. So it just took a long time to, you know, it took a long time to boil. And uh, anyway, finally got it finished and... Um, yeah, it. Um, I got the cover made, and I um, the uh, the title actually. Uh, that was something that um, I had to uh, put out to people and ask for. You know, that's one of the things when you're coming up with a really good title, you have to ask people for their feedback. Um, and that's what I did. I got the book out there and had a really good launch uh, a couple weeks ago. I had a lot of help too. And um, the book is still doing, you know, really well. Well, actually, it's it's only been released for maybe I, don't, I can't maybe seventeen days or something. So, but um, you know, right now it's still uh, still under Amazon's uh, thirty day new release uh, new releases. So, um, you know, after thirty days, they'll refresh their page and hopefully it'll it'll keep going. So, but no, I I you know I um I wanted to write a book that just um, I don't know encompass some of the important principles of everyday life and uh that's what the book is about so yeah and it look it is very exciting i've got this wonderful quote from it here and i've been laughing at it all day it says walt disney once said all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them now i remember mickey mouse going up the stairs with the broom <laughs> over his shoulders and the buckets and i just thought of that immediately so if we have all our dreams come true if we have the courage to pursue them are you talking from personal experience 
I would be actually, and that's um, you know that's always been one of my favorite quotes because um, I think also because I've always been a, a Walt Disney fan. Uh, not so much because of Mickey. I mean, he's a great actor, but uh, no, uh, Walt Disney just you know back in the day he just. Um, you know, he got fired from uh, one of the studios he was working at, and he just he just decided he was going to do his own thing, and he he cleared out a garage, and he knew exactly what he wanted, and uh, he made it happen. So that's uh, just something like, um, uh, you know, I really I really just I just love that that way of life. You know, like if you if you have a dream, if you have something that you want to accomplish. You know, you have to just um, you just have to dig in, clean out your garage, and 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 set everything up for success. So, yeah, um, I guess that's why I decided to use the quote in the book. Yeah, and don't you love it, everybody? Now, Scott is what I would call, by any definition, a real writer. Uh, everything on his Facebook page links back to to writing, researching uh, how to write, getting the right mindset for writing, and seeing how others go about their daily business of writing. Now, I notice you've got something in here, stay focused on what matters the most. How do I know what matters most when everything feels important? Everyone out there, I'm sure you feel the same as me. It all seems important but how do we choose what what to focus on yeah that's always been um one of my biggest struggles um and a lot of people i talk to it's 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 a similar uh theme with a lot of other people too but just there's so much to to focus on nowadays you know we have social media we have family and jobs and all this stuff and uh and tv and there's just so many things that we could be doing with our time and i find like like well in my case where i'm trying to um you know trying to i'm building a business while i have another you know i have a full-time job as well and a family and all that um can be really it's it is really tough to carve out the time for uh doing the things that matter most um one of my favorite books actually is uh called the one thing and um it's a great book it just that's exactly what it's about it's about focusing on your one thing and what it means actually what it boils down to is just when you're doing one thing just focus on that one thing until you're finished it you know and that's something that I have to remind myself every day because, you know, like, for example, I'm I'm in the middle of writing, say, a blog post or a chapter and suddenly I get a Facebook notification. It's like, oh, uh, somebody thinks I'm important. I better go check that out. And next thing you know, you're, you're chasing a rabbit down the hole and you've just lost 30 minutes. So um, I'm not sure if that's a good example, but it's just um, I get really distracted, you know, and to... Um, to, to stay focused on what you you want to accomplish you really have to like what I do actually is I will I'll I'll set my timer for say 30 minutes or one hour and no matter what happens during that one hour I'm staying on I'm staying focused on that one thing that I need to get done so yeah and and as you're talking I just I'm I'm blown away with you know what you've achieved but what you've still what you're still trying to achieve and now we've been talking to entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs all week um and you're you're sort of right up there at the top of that pile aren't you uh, how many books have you put out say in the last 12 months they haven't all come out in the last year have they oh uh, in the last in the last uh in the last year or so yeah. Yeah, so I've got five out right now. 
I just released my fifth one. Um, when I actually first started publishing, um, I did publish two other books that I put out. And as I got better at the writing, I realized that the two books that I put out, I didn't like them. So I, I actually, I unpublished them and they're on the back burner and I'm going to rewrite them and make them a lot better because after I, I got better at what I was doing, I realized like in actually these books weren't selling either because at the time I published them, I, I didn't have a launch team. I didn't, um, it, they didn't sell. Um, and you know, if a book has a really weak launch, if it doesn't sell, um, in the first 30 days, uh, it doesn't matter what you do to it after that. It's it's never going to get anywhere. So I just decided to unpublish them. So anyway, I have five books right now. I'm working on um, two different series. One is a series on uh, rejection. The other one is the empowerment series. So I've got three in the empowerment series right now. And I've got uh, one more I'm releasing in December. And then I've got uh, several other titles that I've got lined up to go before uh, May. So... Wow. Do you plan, have you got a production schedule, a production plan for the next six months? I guess you call it a production plan. I know what I want to do. Um, and uh, I've got a, uh, yeah, I do have a, um, I do have a, a list of the books that I'm going to be putting out. So um, as far as the production schedule, that's just, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if I would call it a schedule more so than I, I think it's uh, it's the the habits that I, I stick with like I I need to stick with the writing habit so I can get you know the material written um, aside from writing I, I need to spend time um, you know I take uh, I take courses on how to uh, you know create a landing create landing pages or create a website so Aside from writing, I'm always focusing on another part of the business that I need to develop so I can get better at that. And um, so there's all these other little things as well that are, you know, um, kind of part of the business that uh, like and also building an email list, which is something another thing that uh, I, I, I struggle with. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm finally getting a, uh, a pretty good email. Uh, I'm getting quite a few subscribers now, so that's uh, you know something else that's um, um, that you really need. You know, if you if you want to make it as is if you want to make a business, you need uh, you need people to um, you know uh, you need people who are interested in your work. So yeah, and they're the things that have come up time and time again this week as we've been chatting uh, to, to our group of entrepreneurs, launch teams, email lists, writing habits, uh, learning the business, all those kinds of things. Now, you're in a mastermind with um, Barry Watson and Dave Chesson, or a couple of them. Mm -hmm. uh, do you find that having or being surrounded by like-minded people who are uh, high achievers like yourself, do you find that that has actually helped you leverage up to the next stage? Oh, definitely. Um, and actually, I couldn't do it without uh, the help of uh, these people like uh, Barry Watson. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, um, he, he's a good friend of mine. He's got a really great sense of business. He, you know, if I'm stuck in a rut, he, he pulls me out of it. Um, I've got... Um, other people as well uh, that I met um, along the way that all of them have, you know, just helped tremendously. Um, Dave Chesson, you mentioned, he's got a great website. He writes just, you know, killer blog posts um, that 
have helped not only me, but I know like, you know, thousands of other authors. I mean, I know a lot of people who, who really, uh, you know, rely on his, uh, his work to, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, all these people just, I think everybody, you know, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a community of people, entrepreneurs, um, who are just uh, supporting each other and helping each other along the journey. Yeah, so. and that's what the, and that's what this week is all about. This five days of um, podcast and getting you guys on. It's about taking ourselves seriously, getting to the next level level where we can live full time on our writing incomes. Uh, it's not easy, but it's certainly doable. And and I'm guessing you're finding that yourself now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like I said when I um, when I first published my first book on you know as a Kindle book. Um, I um, was more or less on my own. I didn't really have a lot of friends in the community. Um, so it was really, I think that was, you know, I, I think a lot of authors are in the same boat or, or people who want to be writers. You know, they put a book out there, they get a few reviews, but it doesn't really go anywhere and they're, they're wondering why. And I think the, for me, the most important thing is um, the relationships, you know, so... I try to spend a lot of time um, making those relationships with with other people in the business, and uh, you know, people that are actually a lot further along than I am. Um, and I try to connect with those people and learn from them. And you know, if I can um, help them out with their business in some small way, then um, I feel like you know I, I'm making a a, a a relationship there that. Um, you can really, you know, it can in in this business. It's um, yeah, you really need other people, you know. So um, yeah, and that's yeah, interesting. Having, yep. Sorry, go. Mm. Yep. Oh no, go go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say, but that's it's interesting because we're basically, or a lot of us are, are loners. We like our own time and our own space. Um, relationships. Are, a lot of your relationships online now. Yeah, you know they are. Um, it's funny because. Um, uh, where I live, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, I, I work in a, I work in a university. I'm surrounded by, you know, other people like people from the U.S. and Australia and New Zealand and just the U.K. Uh, people who have come from all over the world and they're they're working uh, in this, uh, you know, we're working in the same environment. But I, I don't have any like when it comes to the uh, my business online is completely separate. So all all of the uh, relationships, like the people that I know that are in this business, everybody's online. So I'm I've made really good friends with some people that I've never met in person. So, and that seems to be part of the story, doesn't it? I know when I listen to podcasts, these guys say they're really really good friends, and then suddenly they'll run into each other face to face in at a conference or at a festival or something, and they go, "Oh, look, I feel like I've known you, and now I do." Um, so it's a yeah. common story, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that day. Yeah. What's the writing scene like in Japan, which is completely off topic, but now I'm curious. The writing scene, um, yeah, I mean, I like I said, um, I, I would, I actually, um, I don't know, because I don't know anybody, I don't know any writers here. So, you know, it's, um, some, so it's not until I actually go online and I, you know, I'm doing my thing that I'm really connected to, to any part of it. So... Um, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but uh, no, I find I'm, well. The reason I asked is I think I've got one of my books that I've got on my shelves, and it won one of the big awards, and it was I think it was called. 
1080. Mm. Um, and then the guy wrote another one as well. Um, and he was an amazing uh, literary writer. And I'm mm. scanning my bookshelves to see if I can find it, but I can't. I'm just not prepared enough, I'm sorry. And I thought the literary scene over there, it's not something that we hear about. People aren't rushing to get their books translated into Japanese the same way they are rushing to get them in translated into Chinese. And I thought, mm. isn't it interesting? I don't know very much about the Japanese literary scene at all. Yeah, and actually, you know, I mean, I live here, but but I don't, um, you know, I'm not really connected to it in any way. And I've never, I've actually had a lot of, you know, I've had a, a lot of my students have asked me, like, they know I write books. And they have asked me, like, um, is your book in Japanese? And I said, well, no, it's not. And they said, well, when's it going to be in Japanese? And I said, I don't know, um, you know. Um, so I have been approached by... Um, um, other publishing companies from uh, from Korea who asked for you know they asked for some copies of my books because they're interested in um, you know selling them to potential uh, you know publishing houses and of course they no I haven't done that yet they haven't followed through with it yet but you know I think it's just a matter of time before you know. Hopefully, I'll see some of my books in Korean or Spanish or another language. Um, now, yet. I, I live in Japan, so it would be great to, uh, you know, if it was translated into Japanese, um, there could be a market for it. But, um, uh, yeah, so I'm not really, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping anyway that, uh, you know, that, that'll, uh, that'll take hold. But, uh, yeah, they do have, I mean, and the thing is, is that they've got a, they've got, um, Everywhere you go here, they've they've got like uh, a lot of bookstores. There's bookstores everywhere, so there's a lot of literature, but um, most of it is, of course, in Japanese. And uh, if you're into manga, comics, well, <laughs> you know, you'd be in the right place. But uh, yeah, well, I've got a job for you, and even as we're talking, I already met, I already thought of the manga um, mm. books. My, I've had, what, three or four romance authors on here and I think two or three of them have talked about their romance novels being translated into manga. So I'm guessing there's a high uh, adult uh, readership in the manga books as well. Definitely, yeah. So it's not unusual to see um, adults reading comics on the train or, you know, in a coffee shop or something. Um, and that seems to be actually the manga seems to be, I'd say, I'm not sure, I'm just guessing, but it's probably like 40, 50% of the literature. So if you go to any bookstore, half of it's comics, you know. So Yeah, I'm actually going to have to find someone, and I've said this is about the fourth time now. Everyone, I promise, I hereby promise to find someone who writes manga or knows something about manga and get them on. Because I can tell you my romance authors, authors were beside themselves with excitement uh, getting their manga books. And then you look at them and, you know, manga's all drawings and these guys are writing romance and quite often quite steamy romance and they're holding the pictures up for me. And I thought, <laughs> it's actually quite hilarious, but obviously there's some money in it as well. Yeah, 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 I'm sure there is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Now, turning failure into victory. Now, you're all about empowerment. Uh, mm. Why the focus on empowerment? What made you hone in on, on that particular word? And as you said, you're up to number three now. Yeah, it was just, um, um, yeah, that's a good question, actually. Um, I, I feel like there's, you know, there's there's a lot of people who struggle with um I, th I think they they know they they have an idea what they want to do with their lives, but they're they're kind of they're stuck. You know, they're stuck in a rut. They're 
Um, they struggle with, uh, you know, maybe getting their idea, putting their ideas out there, taking action. And I wanted to create a series of books that, you know, deals with like my book before was, I think earlier this year, I wrote a book called Empower Your Fear. Um, because fear is, you know, as you know, that's, that's one of the things that just uh, holds a lot of people back. I guess most people, we've all, we've all experienced it. Um, but the thing is, if you if you let it control you, then you will spend your the rest of your life wondering, you know, what if, or you know, you'll get to a certain age and you'll look back and say, well, well, you know, only if I had done this. And I just I, I don't want to be one of those people. And I know a lot of other people have come to me and said, you know, I'm glad you wrote this book because now I feel like I can I can take action on this. I can I can do. You know, I, I can do something with my life. I can do what I want to do. Um, so I'm all about empowerment because I believe, like, without, you know, you, I mean, having really good education is great. Having skills is great and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, even without that stuff, you can still, whatever it is you want to do with your life, you, you, you can make it happen. Yeah. You know? And that, and that's that's what we're all about here at Rider on the Road. We're here about telling our stories and, and making our our journeys happen, uh, making that active choice to commit and stay through the hard yards. You talk about fear and fear of failure. Uh, has that come from personal experience, or have you just been so positive all along? No, I definitely haven't been positive all along. Um, in fact, let's see. Um, yeah, it's been it's actually been really challenging for me to to get to a positive state, you know. And, and like everybody else, you know, I get I have negative thoughts, and and you know, the more negative thoughts I have, it leads into a big train of negative thinking, and then next thing you know, I'm I'm depressed, and on and on it goes. So it's always been a struggle for me to um, to get to a, a place where. You know, I think the last 15, 20 years to get to a place where I feel comfortable and I feel somewhat okay, you know. So having gone through that, I feel like, um, you know, I wanted to write about that stuff. And I think that's one of the things like, you know, you should write about what your what your personal experience is. So um, that's what I started writing about. Um and I also do a lot of reading, of course. I mean, I read a lot of, um, you know, personal development books. And and they're, for me, they're like, um, that's kind of like my, my education. That's where I get my, uh, you know, I get a lot of ideas from them. But also they, they've kept me on the uh, the straight and narrow, so to speak. So Yeah. And, and like straight and narrow, as you said, more recently your life has really come together as a writer. But as I flick through your Facebook Every post is about, it could be Jeff Goins or it could be self-publishing formula, it could be anyone, your, all your posts are about that one thing and that's how I sort of knew that you were, you were what I would call a real writer because your single focus is learning as much as you can. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with the Facebook these days. Um, it's, um, you know, it's, it's not a platform per se, but it's just, it's... It, I actually used to use it for uh, just personal things. So if you were to go back even further, you know, a couple of years, you'd probably find um, there's a lot of uh, pictures there of my kids and you know us visiting Universal Studios or something. But um, 
No, I just decided to turn it into, uh, it's just focused on mostly writing now, but occasionally I'll put a picture of my dog up there uh, just to show people that I'm still human. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, there are certain people in the, you know, that I, I do follow a lot of people, Jeff Goins being one of them, um, Steve Scott at uh, Authorities, Authority Pub, and uh, um, let's see, Michael Hyatt, you know, so... I love to read blog posts, um, and I love to share those posts with uh, with everybody. Just if you know, if I come across a really good one, so yeah. And you've got this wonderful bunch of circles here that I'm just going to share with everybody as we're speaking. And it's what's the one thing I can do um, that makes everything else unnecessary? Did you ever find an answer to that? No, that's actually <laughs> well. There is no one answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> just it's got it's got all um, those things that hold us all back, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, um, that's, uh, that's the daily, that's the daily challenge, right? So, uh, for example, this morning I got up and I, I made a list of, uh, six things I wanted to get done today and I got one of them done. So, you know, I've still got five more things that probably they won't all get done by the end of today, but, uh, you know, I'll just have to push those to tomorrow. Um, but as far as the one thing, I mean, that's just a really good topic. And like I said, it's, it's, it's the name of a book. It's one of my favorite books. And, um, um, again, I, I think it's just, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things like if, for example, if I'm, if I'm spending time with my children at the moment, that is the one thing I'm spending time with my kids. I, you know, I'm trying not to do other things and, and get distracted, but, um, that's a good question. I think that's a, that is a, a challenge that, uh, you know, um, I myself just, uh, have to deal with every day. So, um, just because of the, you know, trying to maintain, uh, you know, a writing schedule and then a working schedule and, uh, those things. So, yeah, writing schedule. I notice in your in your um, uh, what do we call the, uh, the the empowerment empower your life book. Sorry, I've, I've I switched it over and then forgot the title of it. Empower your life, beautiful book. I've got it in ebook, everyone, and I'm going to buy it in um, paperback as well because I think it's one of the ones that I want to keep on my shelf forever. It's got um, a lot of actionable steps in it. You talk about action plans quite a lot. What made you put those in there? Well, I think that. Um Nonfiction books, especially. I mean, you know, when I read a nonfiction book, it's not like a, it's not like reading a, you know, you're not reading a Tom Clancy novel or a Stephen King, where like it, you know, you close it and you're like, well, that was that was a good story, and pick up the next book. I think um, it needs to be something that you can. There has to be something in it that that you know you can you can use to make your life better. Um, so you know, if I'm reading a book on habits, for example. Um, you know, I don't just want to read about it, you know, how to make better habits and then close the book. I want to know like specifically, um, you know, for example, maybe waking up in the morning, you know, waking up in the morning, that's a habit, right? Well, how do you, you know, what's the best way to do that? And what do I do after I wake up? So I want someone to, to, you know, I don't want, I actually, I don't want to figure it out for myself. I want someone to tell me, you know, how to do it or, or give me a, a set of uh, plans or a strategy for it. So, yeah. so in every book I write, I, you know, and a lot of other books too that I read, like that's a lot of authors will, will put like a, a call to action or, um, you know, a, an action plan. And, um, I've actually, I'm, I'm working on a, a workbook for this as well. I want there, I want, there's going to be a companion workbook to go with this as well. So yeah. Would you say this is your best book? 
Yeah, uh, it's certainly got the best cover. It's got the, it's got the nicest cover. Yeah. I looked back yeah. at the other ones and I thought, this is definitely a step up. And I thought, is it because you're getting better at what you're doing or have you hired someone else to, to improve the standard of your book covers? Um, no, I'm getting more focused at what I'm doing, I think. So when I when I put this together, you know, it essentially went through it and the writing too went through more drafts than the other books. I mean, I spent, you know, I do spend a lot of time on the revisions, like after the first draft is done. Um, but this one especially went through, I think it probably went through like four rewrites, which is why it took so long. Um, so, yeah, I mean, is it my best book? Um, some people have said so. Um, the book that I published just a few months ago, Rejection Free, you know, that, that kind of, um, they're, they're in a similar niche, but, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different topic, but, um, I, I think that depends on who you talk to. I certainly felt really passionate about this book, but I also, when I, when I released it, I was very hesitant about it as well. Uh, it was just something I struggled with because I think because I put so much effort into it, I was worried that it was going to get rejected or it wasn't going to do very well. Or So when I launched it, I didn't feel this like excitement about it. You know, I was actually holding back. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but it was just um, but now that it's out there and, you know, a lot of people have said, "Wow, this is your best book yet." And you know, when they, when someone told me that the first time, I was like, "Really? You sure? And didn't you read any of my other books? Because I don't think it was the best book." But uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, funny as, as I'm listening, as I'm listening to you, um, and I keep talking over you because you hesitate, and I think you've stopped, but you really just got more to say. I could sit back and just listen. So I apologize, everyone. I keep interrupting poor old Scott here. Uh, what I'm it's not that. It's just that I ramble so much. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're allowed to ramble any time yeah. uh, with books like these. I, I forgive you. Uh, the funniest thing is you you write about fear, you write about failure, you write about um, all those doubts that we have about ourselves and you're doubtful yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, everybody everybody does have self-doubt. They, I think we all have a certain, you know, we lack confidence uh, in certain areas of our lives um, you know, s- some days I'll feel very energized and positive, And the next day I could just feel like, uh, you know, what's the point? What's the, what's, you know, where am I going with all of this? And I feel very just not unfocused. So, um, yeah, that's just, um, it's just something that, um, because I, because I've, I've dealt with it myself, I wanted to, I wanted to create a, a series of books that help pe- other people to, to, um, overcome that. So, um, I, I hope it's, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it's going in the right direction and I, and I get a lot of, uh, email from people saying, oh, I just read your book. It really helped me out with, you know, problem I had. And I think that's what it's all about is that adding value to, to people, to people's lives. Right. Um, and you know, like if I can do that, then I think, you know, all of this, it, it has a purpose. So Yeah, and I think that that's something that comes through again and again, um, your purpose, adding adding value to people's lives, giving back, doing something for others, 
writing, um, perfecting, editing, going through it all again, uh, it's got to be about giving, hasn't it? That seems to be something that's come uh, come across a lot this week about giving to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's just one of the things that, uh, um, you know, when I am writing a book now, like I'm thinking, okay, um, you know, I, I'm not just writing a book. I want to also, you know, I'd like to turn this into a course eventually because if I turn it into a course, I can reach more people and they can, you know, they can they can uh, absorb the material Um you know, much better if maybe say if I if I made a series of videos out of it or or something like that. So so I'm always thinking like how I can you know it's not it's not just a book, but it could be something much more. You know, even a, a maybe a, a workshop, for example. So yeah, and it's interesting. We can hear the entrepreneur coming out in you. You know, once upon a time we could just write our books and that would be it. <laughs> but now we've got to leverage yeah. these things, and we've got, we're looking for opportunities to reach more people. I found even with my teenage novel writing course that I've put out, I thought, oh, I'd just set the course and forget it. But it's grown into this whole world of its own with all the community and all the responsibility. And I thought, good gosh, it's almost like being <laughs> back in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now you work, you coach in self-publishing school uh what are some of the things that you find that you help i guess your students most with what are some of the struggles that you find happen over and over again yeah it's um everyone's different you know um some some people i work with they they come right in they know exactly what they want uh they've got all the technical know-how you know um, going on, they've got, but they just need, you know, they need help with uh, certain parts of the um, the publishing uh, course, like, uh, like for example, launching a book, maybe, or how to launch the book, how to put together a launch team, um, marketing. So, but the average student, you know, will come in, and um, a lot of them just will struggle with the writing right away. They'll, um, you know, creating a a mind map in the beginning to get their book ideas out there. And then taking that, turning it into an outline, taking the outline, turning it into a chapter. So there's a real process to it. And um, people who have, you know, most of the people have never written a book before. So that's, uh, we, we start right from the beginning, right? So, but the struggles that actually, the probably the, um, where everybody, well, where a lot of people get stuck is... Uh, that point where they they've written their first draft and suddenly they're just feeling like oh, I can't publish this. It's just it's no good, you know. And, and a lot of people maybe I I have to really push them just to get them to the editor, right? So, and I know what that feels like because I I for years my my first book took me four years because I was trying to perfect it, <laughs> you know. But um, it's like do you want to be a perfect writer or a published writer is what it comes down to. So. Yeah, and this is the role of coaching, isn't it? It's it's to get people to the next step. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And, um, you know, that's, uh, and that's really, for me, that's really rewarding, you know, is, is um, like um, some of the students that I've, I've taken through, um, just when you actually see their books out there, they've got a nice cover, um, you know, they've got, uh, they've got an audio book ready to go and, uh, you know, some of them, like a lot of them have done really well. So, yeah. And you've got to put money in to mm. some of these things. You've got you, like even the audio book, you can't do that cheaply. 
No, that is true. Um, I do know I do know some uh, some authors actually who are doing it themselves, and um, a friend of mine, Derek Depker, actually he's he's got a really good course on that. He's got uh, he develops some software. I actually haven't tried it myself yet, so I can't really I can't comment on it. But uh, I will, Derek. I, I I'll get to it. But he um, he says you can do it yourself. Um, I don't know if I have the voice for that or if I have the, you know, but I do actually have one student who did her own audiobook. She's a singer and she, um, she, she did record her own audiobook. So, um, that will save you money, of course. And, you know, if you have the talent, I'd say go for it. Yeah. But other than that, if you don't, I mean, you're looking at anywhere from, you know, it could be three to $700, depending on the uh, length of your book. So, oh, well, yeah. I've, um, I've had Derek on the podcast. Scott and I've oh, bought I've bought his course and <laughs> it's gone with all the other courses. As soon as you said that, I thought, oh, I bought that thing. Um, yeah. I'd completely forgotten all about it. I'm going to go and pull it out, everybody, now, um, <laughs> because by now uh, you will have heard I would have had Lisa Dietz on by the time um, we go to air with this one, Scott. Lisa Dietz is a – oh, sorry, Tina Dietz. She is an audiobook narrator and she has a company that um, we can send our books to and she'll get them narrated professionally. But she didn't quote um, three to $700. She quoted three to $7,000. So when you said three to 700 I went, oh, my gosh, that's, that's nothing like what, um, what we've been discussing around here. So I'm going to go and pull my course out, everybody, and I'm going to get Derek back on. And I think I did get him on to talk about audiobooks, but we got distracted by all sorts of other things because he's a very interesting man as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, last question. Tell us about facing the 30-foot wall. Yeah, you know, that's um... – one of the things that I, I also call it something, I call it Achilles heel, where I think like everybody has got, you know, you can get to a certain point in your life and everything's going well and suddenly you've got, there's there's like this one obstacle that's just, you know, it's right there and you can't, you can't get, you can't get over it, you can't go around it, you have to somehow climb over it and I wrote that because um, obstacles is one of my favorite topics and I like to talk about it because um, sometimes when people are, when you're confronted with your obstacles, wherever it may be, it could be, you know, it could be an addiction. It could be uh, a fear. It could be whatever it is. But once you, once you, um, realize what it is, um, either you're either going to remove it or it's going to hold you back. Right. And I wrote that because I want to help people get over it, whatever it is. And, you know, and, and just, working with like doing coaching with books and stuff i mean we deal with a lot of that but just in in my own personal life you know um the people that i've you know i've talked to um people have said to me like you know i would do this thing if only i could you know and it's always like there's always something there that's like it's like they've got something that's holding them back and if only they could remove it their life would be would be grand and perfect and they'd you know achieve their dreams and i don't i think you know if if you can find out you know what your what your achilles heel is what your biggest weakness is and start to tackle that um you're gonna find like like everything's just gonna you're gonna open up doors that you never knew were there and i'm not just talking like you know i'm not trying to make this sound like some kind of a hocus pocus you know wave your wand kind of thing and everything will be fine but um we do have things that we have to 
remove or overcome before we get to the next level. So, yeah, and look, this book is a—it's just a gift, everyone. It's uh, got a whole list of all our justifications about why we're not doing anything, all the obstacles that we face, all the excuses that we give ourselves, and it's got Mickey Mouse in it. No, I think it's got Disney <laughs> in it. <laughs> uh, but I think your gift would appear to be, Scott, and I don't know if anyone else has discussed this with you, you have this amazing way of putting it all out there, everything that we think, everything that we feel and every every worry that we've got, you've put it into this um, two, or these two series of books, Empowerment Series and Rejection Series. These are the things that aren't talked about as much. We talk about successes, but you've gone straight to our walls, haven't you, with all your books. I hope so. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's just been a great journey. And like I said, I've been really lucky to, uh, to be connected with a lot of people that are uh, helping me, you know, helping me get through it. And, and, you know, I hope I'm, I'm giving something back to them as well. So yeah, but, um, just amazing. And the last one, um, before we finish up, um, you, your one coming out at Christmas is Do It Scared. Can you give us a quick rundown on that? Do It Scared, what an amazing title. Yeah, so that's um, – actually, yeah, I was working on that this morning and I'm doing the revision and I'm going through it. And um, uh, it's, it's another book on how to – you know, it's, it's, it's another book on how to – not just overcome your fear, but to do the things that scare you. Like, um, I'll give an example, and I wrote, the, I wrote about this in the book, and I'll try to make it quick. But uh, I, went to back, I went back to Canada in September with my daughter, and we went to this uh, tree-zipping course one day, you know, like, like the zip lines, you know, and they're really high up, you know. And I got in there, and I realized, like, um, I didn't realize how high up they were. And I'm terrified of heights, okay? Aside from snakes, heights is probably the one thing that I don't want to go near. And we got up into these trees, and we're going along this course, and it's about 30 feet up. And uh, she's doing okay, but she had, to, she had to go back down because she was, you know, a little frightened. I said, well, just go down and watch Daddy, and I'll show, you know, just watch Daddy, and I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> so I get to the, uh, the end of this, like, long bridge, and I thought that was the end of it. And uh, one of the instructors said, no, 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 you have to zip across this valley. I'm like, what valley? And I look ahead of me, and there's, like, this zip line. It's, like, 60 feet of zip and going across this valley that's probably uh it's probably a drop of a boat i think it was probably it's like 20 30 meters like it was really high i'm like wow um i had two choices either i call for help which they would have had to come up and rescue me because you can't get off the tree by yourself which would have been really embarrassing or i was gonna jump and of course my daughter's watching me thinking you know i'm watching to see how daddy does this <laughs> so, um, and I thought, I'm going to either do this terrified or I'm going to quit. And those were the two choices. And that's what the book is about. You're either going to do it scared or you're not. And if you're not going to do it, well, you have to look at, you know, what your other choices are. Your other choices are you're going to end up doing something with your life that you don't want to do. So if you do it scared, you could end up doing everything that you've ever wanted to do or always wanted to do. So... That's what it's about. And to finish my story, I did jump. I was terrified, and I zipped across this thing and got to the other side, and I felt great. I was like, "Well, oh, that wasn't so bad, was it?" But uh, ah, and isn't that one? Uh, that's a look. That's a wonderful um, way to end. And I think of um, what is it, Steve Pressfield's books? How he just he lays it out flat for us. Either you're going to do it, 
Well, go and find something mm-hmm. else to do and stop wasting your time. Do it terrified or quit everybody. Uh, that's that's the stage that I'm at as I jump into my year of living creatively. That's where a lot of indie authors are, I guess, where they actually have to hit the, um, um, what do you call it, the when you put your books out there, publish, hit the publish mm. button or not, um, even with your first blog post, even with our podcasts, all those kinds of things. You have We all have choices and that's in your book as well. Um, mm. you, you, you have the power of choice and I think the fact that you have a 30 foot wall plus a zip line to jump across i think you've covered it all well there's always something else so (laughs) (laughs) i would i would dearly love to have you back on uh scott so we can talk about your next half dozen books that come out and we didn't even touch on your fiction so we're we're probably out of time today um but i would i would love to invite you back a sure thing well thank you very much i had a great time All right, and Empower Your Life is the name of the book. Uh, We can't put uh, Scott's website up yet because he's still making it, but it will be out soon. His Facebook is just full of interesting things for writers. Not very often you get a a Facebook page that is all writing, Um, so that's really exciting too. So it's thank you from me here at Writer on the Road, and good afternoon to you, Scott. And thank you very much, and I hope to be back again. Okay, bye-bye from Writer on the Road. (laughs) 